Damo, you'd think that I'd have a magnum, a red one, ready after such a long, arduous, dry spell. Yeah, cask. But unfortunately, I found myself accidentally sitting in the non, the alcohol-free zone of the MCG. Oh, no. Which is fine. Okay. Um, but it was kind of a, a, a positive experience as well because when you're in a group with such hushed expectation mm. and when those people are not drinking and they're, they're by nature a little bit more timid, a little bit more kind of sedate, mm. I fast became the strongest personality in, in the bay. Right. As my frustration began to simmer and bubble and boil in <laughs> first that. First quarter. First stanza. Terrible first quarter. Right. But- I hasten to add that um, after all that hand-wringing and head-shaking early in the game, we came through. And I don't know about you, but it took every fibre of my being not to go home. Not to go back to the devil's drink. <laughs> plunge my face into an open bathtub. A vat. Of Nebbiolo and emerge vampire teeth <laughs> in honour of our man, Ollie Henry, who played okay, but we hate him. Because we're back on the winner's list, yeah, baby. Yeah, red one replay. Forget about all that navel-gazing and all the torment of recent weeks. We're back, baby. And it's almost September. It's almost spring. And there's no place better to be than the MCG. This is Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Bronze had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. Because we don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. This is a segment that we've been looking forward to bringing back, and it is my pleasure to um, uncork it, if you will. Right. Uh, this is our segment called Red Wine Replay, um, where we each bring a play from the game. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not just any play from the game. It's the play from the game that we're replaying this week paired with an iconic or less than iconic um, wine beverage. Mm-hmm. Now, Alex, have you um, – I mean, there's a few from, from, from the game. Have I mean, you, why don't you, go have first? you bought one this week? Why don't you go first? All right, I'll go first. Or do you want me to go first? All right. No, I'll go first. Okay. You know when you're watching a game of football – Mm. And there's a moment or a play where you realise that the team switched on. Yeah, like you know, you know it's going to be a good night it's or a big, day. It's a big relief when you see that moment. Yeah, it's just like it's a it's a it's a bit of a uh, attention release. Mm. You know, I think you, everyone starts a game the same way, and it's it's that eerie silence. But we didn't have that. It takes, we started. Hmm? We started terribly on the weekend, I thought. I missed the first quarter. I was drinking. <laughs> you missed um, the first quarter. The first quarter was, I was like, drinking. was more I was drinking of the margaritas. Same. I we was not get having a, a dry. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward, forget about the first quarter. Okay. I'm happy um, to. The, there was a sequence of play 
where Dacos cut off a a um a rebounding Geelong defender's kick. Yeah. He then turned around on his right foot, mm. spotted Ginevan about 40 metres out, close to directly in front. Ginevan played on and chipped it to Majacek. In the square, yeah. In the goal square. And Majacek went on to kick the goal. Now, what I loved about that play and why it's my red wine replay is because Dacos went on to be best on ground. Mm. Even though Chris Scott gave him one coach's vote. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Fucking ass. Crazy. That fucking guy, man. He pulls um, some he pulls Ginevan, some really weird reins, Scott, like after he loses. He just he's a bitter loser. He gave him one one vote. Unbelievable. Do we know who he um, gave the other votes to? Yeah, no. I just zoned out after I heard that. Um Ginevan was electric back. Um, the talisman. Um Love the, seeing him back. The one vote thing might and be, it, you know how it was like Isaac Smith was retiring? Yeah. It was embarrassing, I think, because like Isaac Smith, it was his post-announcement, retirement announcement kind of game, which, which by the way, I think is like a selfish thing to do to like make it all about you and retire before the season's over. I don't think you, you don't get to do mm-hmm. that unless you're a legend. Good player, but it's just, you know, a bit self-centric. But anyway, I just feel like... It was a bit like embarrassing that Dacos was so good, and they, he played on Smith all day. And Smith's probably the least accountable player in the league. And Dacos had like mm. a transcendental experience performance. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, three. No, that's right. And then my check bag five. So that's my red one replay. All three balls deep in the game, mm. um, and I'm pairing that with a Wildman Wines piggy pot net pet nat. 2021 hazy rose petal pink ride of cherry aromas with a frothy palette bursting with pomegranate blood orange and spice the palette's tangy with the snap crackle and pop of nero acidity and a mouthwatering freshness from the anise and fiano grapes served cold no need to shake it before opening made for park drinking and pizza fuck there's a lot going on there yeah you wouldn't want to be dyslexic um, trying to buy that from the bottle shop and working out exactly what it is. I still can't work out what it, what the beverage is. Some kind of fizzy drink. Wild man, wild man wines, piggy pop, pet nap. Jesus. All right. So my red one replay is um, this is counterintuitive, but I also think it's more honest and representative of like probably a lot of people. It's actually the first Cameron out of bounds um, fiasco. In the pocket. Yeah. Because um, I don't know about you, Demo, and Harder's out there, but I actually replayed that more than anything else because the uproar and indignation at the umpire's, um, you know, decision that, that obviously that ball was like in the car park because everyone's joking. And um, Hang on, which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the, the mark? The first one, the Or mark. are we talking about the handball? Yeah. So which the both- AFL subsequently came out and said was... They ticked off, legit. Yeah, they they didn't they don't like to throw the umpires under a bus. Obviously, they don't like egg on their face, so they were always going to kind of temper that mood somehow. But it's bullshit. I mean, we know it's bullshit. Did you see the old alternate angle they released? <laughs> no, is there a second angle? Is it? Waitley called it like the Zapruder film, like from JFK, kind of <laughs> Man on the Grass. Yeah, not love it. an alternate angle. Love it. Love it. The love only it. the AFL had access to. Which, if anything, is more 
inconclusive than the original angle. It's also from it's not mm. on the boundary line. It's also from a weird um kind of angle on the on the action. But look, we all know it was out and they're trying to protect the umpires because they have trouble recruiting umpires because they get hated on so much. But the the funny thing about the red one replay, the reason it's a good match for an alcoholic beverage is that um it's actually Maynard's reaction. I noticed that there's like a tr- a trend starting again with these um what do you call them like uh practical joke kind of shows like have you seen that the inspired unemployed have like a practical joke show you know hidden camera style show coming out now pranks prank show prank show yeah right right back in vogue if they've you, never really they've never gone away those prank shows have they if you crack open your 1962 Mouverdre, um really mm. deep dark tannic style red Put on some Benny Hill music and just watch Maynard's reaction. It's like he's being parachuted into a prank show. Because um, the prank that's been played on him, i.e. the umpire paying the mark, um, is so outrageous in his mind, it's almost got comedic value. Like the the physical frustration. And, you know, people have been talking about the descent. I mean, yeah. if there's if there's a moment to show uh, legitimately show dissent, and even the umpire, I think, acknowledged this tacitly by not, you know, giving a fuck. If there's a moment where you can do that, it's that moment. Like Maynard, he's he's just like caricaturesque, um, anger and frustration. This is let me understand. This is this is where they look up at the screen. Yeah. So in the heat of the moment, they 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 remonstrate with the umpire, and then they look up at the screen, see see the replay. Mm. The red one replay on the big screen on yeah. the jumbotron, and talk us through his reaction. Well, is yeah, that if- of a prank, a <laughs> prank show contestant? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it was that confusing. Demo, like no, I'm just, I'm just talk us through it. Talk us through it. <laughs> Articulate, <laughs> throwing me under the bus, gesticulating, gesticulating wildly to the umpire. And this, how many times did you watch this? This is good. I love it. <laughs> It's great. I watched no, it. No, no, man, this is good. I watched it many times um, because I, because of my own indignation at the fact that the decision was so wrong. It was. It was so so. You didn't wrong throw the be, wine at the television, did you? But then what happened was I start. The more you watch it, the more you watch Maynard's reaction, the more you start giggling, and it's like he's been punked. It's like Maynard's been punked. All right, that's the point. Is that yeah. he's in this scenario which is so frustrating and like out of this world, and we're all mm. watching back. You know. He's been punked by the umpire, man. He's been punked by Cameron. He's been punked by fucking Chris Scott. Geelong, they're fucking punks. And I'm <laughs> sipping my wine and I'm giggling and I'm like, I don't care because we won. We beat those scumbags. Nice one. Love that one. We got there. My hard no is, like most of you guys, we have this insatiable thirst for Collingwood content. Mm. Um, anything. Mum videos, player reunions. Roaming Brian moments, you name it, the lot. Mm-hmm. Injury videos, everything. And to get our fix, we go straight to the source. And it's not our man, Josh, Josh Gabalich. It's the club's app. Now, I've got, a, I've, got a hard, I've got a really big hard no this week. Okay. And it's concerning the Emirates pre-roll that runs before any club-sanctioned video. Do you know... Oh, uh, with the, Do you know, the smiling girl. Yes. Yeah, yes. She's, like, she's bobbing her head 
and smile, yes. big, big toothy smile. It's the stuff of it's the stuff of goddamn nightmares, and it's she, the corniest shit you'll ever. Yes, she's doing yes, this. that's it. Yeah. Alex I'm is doing it. Alex is doing yeah. it. It's the it's the classic. It is actually Emirates. kind of fun. Yeah, bobbing. They're they're selling Emirates economy class, and <laughs> yeah, her face is and just this poor actor. This poor actor. You know that you know that bit where you you've got your headphones in and you put both hands oh, on the headphones. Right. Yeah. And just in the seat, yeah. just oscillating from left to right. It's just once you see it, and I mean you see it because it literally <laughs> runs before every goddamn Collingwood video if it's not the KFC Friday night footy one. And it is is horrifying. It is horrifying to watch. And Emirates must have, or Emirates' advertising agency must have, you know, 150 pre-rolls. That they've they been run. running with that for a long time. And they've just been flogging mm. that one. I've got a challenge so for you, So my hard no is, yeah, the Emirates. You're going to Singapore uh, next Free week, Which I'm going to miss you, but I want you to do a selfie of you with headphones on on the plane <laughs> doing the head bob. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do the. I'll do the Emirates. Okay, my hard no. Uh, that was my hard no. What's my hard? Oh, yeah, my hard yes. Okay, right. So there was a central theme mm. uh, from the game against Geelong. And it was around this concept of Collingwood rediscovering its DNA. Yeah. Um, now, from the coaches on socials to even the media, the media's rep- reportage of the game, Collingwood's genetic code was a hot topic. And boy, did we splash our DNA all over the MCG. It was like one of those shows where, you know, they spray luminol in like a hotel room, like hotel nightmares. And it for, turns like for semen. Glows blue. They're looking for well, semen. Well, it can be blood. No, oh, it can right. be it can be anything. It's fluids. I thought it was semen. Now we um now just before, just just as we were about to descend on the AIA Vitality Center with pitchforks in hand after a two-game losing streak. Mm. The pies have recorrect recorrected and recalibrated. Um their DNA. Mm. I don't know if you can do that medically. Um, I don't know if you can lose DNA and recapture it, but this is not a let's not go too deep on the um on the scientific facts here. But it also felt to me like um we're becoming quite critical of wholesome. And I feel like wholesome has been given another week. It's been given like a a week's stay like leave. Like it's okay to be wholesome again for another week because the pies have snapped back. You can only but, be wholesome when you're winning. They, they were wholesome with the um, the wheelchair dudes, weren't they? Yeah, but I mean, there's permission to now. I feel like it was, it was, it was, it was. It's there when you win, right? So it comes back. But we were going to we we're going to dive into how the club can get its mojo back. But we thought we'd do something better than that and ask the faithful a simple question um, at the game on Friday night. What was the question you asked, Alex? Well, let's dive in and find out. Terrorist. 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 All right. You're given the job as coach for the day, today only. How do you get the mojo back in the team? Mojo. Mojo. They need, you know what they need to do when they're kicking the goals they need to all get around and pat each other on yeah. the back and they need a bit of all like they need to they're not getting around each other supporting each some other some bum, bum tapping yeah, yeah. big hugs yeah. like come on boys hair, hair ruffling we, yes and we need some tallies to be 
to grab the ball and punch it down to one of the like the guineas of the world yeah. or the um, what's number twenty three. They just need a bit more off. I think they're a bit worn out because yeah. they've done so well yeah. in the last two games. They've just had no energy. Oh, I think it's just about aggression at the footy. That's the main thing, I reckon. Just um, attack them like we've been attacked over the past couple of weeks. All right, look, Collingwood's a good game and they need to play very good. All I need to do is just look them in the eyes and just tell them what that needs to be done. I know uh, Craig McRae's already said it. He's already said, the, said to the boys, they, he looks them straight dead into the eye and just says, you got to do what you got to do. And they know what to do. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Out of the middle. No, they're not. They're the best. They're on top of the ladder for a reason. Past two weeks, I, yeah, fucking shit. But, I mean, it's whatever. Tonight we'll bounce back, beat the cats. Whack them across the head. Yeah, I'm a mum. <laughs> you reckon the team's got a bit soft? They need a bit yeah, of tough yeah. love? Yeah, No, they need a bit of tough love. Yeah. Good old whack across the head. Yeah. <laughs> Has the team got too wholesome this year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Explain. Um, no, because I just got a, bit, a burst of anxiety. <laughs> You're a coach for one day, one day only. Yeah. Today, uh-huh. what are you doing to get the team's mojo back? Ooh. Just believe in, believe in yourselves and that you can do it. They can do it. That's a beautiful message. I'll, I'll make, uh, make them pumping really hard and saying, go boys. They need to work as a team. They need to play good. They need to share the ball. Just do his job, he knows what he's doing. You're the coach? Nah, oh, we'll ask his wife. <laughs> Bring in one of the mums. They always, mums. Yeah, they always seem to fire him up. Yeah, Bay McCreary's mum. Having a strong talk to them and tell them to get their act together. So a real strong talk? Yes. It'd be, it would be stronger than that. I'm being there to support, support them. Yeah. Tell them to put their head down, bum up and just kick a goal. Like Bo's yeah. mum. Yeah. Get into them hard. Yeah. I feel like... There's like this feeling that I feel like they can recapture which they've like just lost a little bit. Is it self-belief? I don't know because I don't know if it's like too, being too comfortable. Well I'm going, to, I'm going to give Fly a call at quarter time and I think I've got enough advice to tell him to make sure that we're harder at the ball than we were last week mate. Because he was saying out through, throughout the whole year, qualify for finals. We have qualified for it, yeah. maybe we're resting. Right in the middle mate. My shout for beers. After the game. After the game. <laughs> Incentivising you, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Wow, fantastic. So the underlying theme there from the from the brethren is that I'm getting is a bit of carrot and stick. Mm. So there's you know, there's some some theories and thoughts around incentivizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also a couple which are along the lines of whacking them across the head. I think that's that's brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. Well, whatever it is, whatever it was, it seemed to work, whatever McRae did. Yeah, I feel like. Because the funk. The funk. Has dissipated. Yeah, the funk has dissipated. Um, but the, the sense of tension was palpable. And you mentioned mm. it before the game that, like, I think you said something along the lines of, you know, just quietly, you know, it's a big game. Um. Because sometimes I think the narrative, if you don't put a stop to that narrative and put a lid on kind of that whole, that whole idea that, you know, the wheels were falling off, then the narrative and the discourse itself can kind of run away from you and start to become a thing. So I think that mm. just, just from a, a belief point of view, as you said, getting back to DNA, but you could tell just in the terraces there or from the, you know, from the hordes that um, it was a great deal of, 
a great deal of kind of tension and uncertainty around trying to get back on track and and trying to trying to make sure this was just a blip because it was a short. I mean, it's a slump, but um, it's a it's a pretty short slump if it's two weeks. You just hope that that was the yeah. corrective corrective moment. Yeah, there was a lot of it's it's an interesting one because I think it's it's very hard to be too critical when the team, you know, has gotten itself into the position that that Collingwood has this year. Um and there is a, you know, normally it's you know, fan opinion will be you know, throwing out and starting again. Mm. Um but in this in this scenario, it's so it's, far ahead. I mean, we use the analogy of the recipe and just getting that getting that baked flan back to its fluffiest, lightest, most tastiest, best. Mm. And um, you could tell that. that that was coming through in the, um, in the responses. It was nothing too overly, you know, hyperbolic or aggressive. Well, I must say that I did split the responses into two. So next week we'll hear part two. Mm, true can. Next, next week I think the responses um, to another question we asked oh, right. were um, – Oh, this is a two We're kind of even it? more telling on a psychological level. So look forward mm. to that one. But um oh. yeah, it was a big um it, it was kind of a big occasion and it was it was it was good that we we stood up. Should we should we get into some of those talking points around the game? Yeah, let's dive in. Let's do it. First of all, I mentioned this before, but you know, just as you think Holson might be the barrel might be dry, um, mm. they've wheeled out some like 190-year-old men. Onto yep. the side at the top of the race, I just thought yep. it was incongruous that um, the contrast between the crown for fireballs and these like ancient fossils <laughs> in their wheelchairs <laughs> right next to each other. It's it's kind of mm. great to see, but it's also I don't know about you, but there's a feeling in me that they are scraping the barrel a bit. I'm not saying that those individuals aren't important to the club, um, and it's not a, a wonderful gesture. It's just it feels like they're looking. They're searching for more wholesomeness each week, and they're willing to kind of they're willing to kind of look into new territory wherever it might be found to try and get wholesome mm. again. And kind Mining of, the depths of wholesomeness. Yeah, and it's look, it's work for them. I think it's just the new era. Yeah, and, look, um, it could ease, it could and easily, I think it proved to them. I think that game proved to them that you know. Because they'd be second guessing themselves. They'd be like, "Have we been found out? Have we lost?" Our mojo, have we, you know, has the has the competition caught up? Is mm. that it for us this year? And I think that win, just going back to that original point of this game being pretty significant, a significant milestone in the season, a big Friday night up against the Cats. That's twice we've beaten the Cats this year. Um, rediscovering that kind of pressure football after the first quarter. Um, well, there's the irony, right? We, we can move on to that. Is like the more injury, if you told me, you know, Dacos is going to be injured one week, then more the next, there'd be a fucking disaster. But the irony is that the rest of the team found a way and it was visible on the field, I thought, that the rest of the team lifted, particularly the back line. There was a moment where I noticed Oleg, who's quickly become one of my favourites, just barking instructions in like a supportive mm -hmm. way, but like, so vocal to try and get the defensive line in place um, when the ball, you know, was deep inside our forward line. And between him and IQ and um, Murphy, we can get onto the Murphy miracle soon, but 
it was um, it, it was ironic that Darcy going down um, helped to galvanize the rest of the group, and actually, the, I think their performances were kind of the better for it. And I, I left the ground yeah. beaming in my own way because I felt like it was a bit of that statement that we're not we're not a one man team. Like we have list depth, and we've got quality across the lines. And yes, we're going to lose someone here and there, and we might miss someone for a big final. Who knows? But We've got enough quality well, in the list to, to to do well. It's funny because then you know the Nick Dacos injury has you know I think we were talking about this on the on the WhatsApp and it's it's like no one wants to lose Nick Dacos mm. and we need Nick Dacos back in the team. But you can just see from that game that it, Josh has had a breakout game. Mm. You know he's he's recaptured that limelight and and he deserves that and now he's getting the accolades and mm. the attention and will. Um, Lipinski had his best game in a long time and, you know, you can add, you can add side bottom, you know, missing as well, but it's just, it's, if we talk about rediscovering mojo and rediscovering form, losing three or four, you know, key pillars from your team Mm. and having to move people around, well, that's, that in its, by its very nature is freshening and changing the the dynamic of the team. That's so true, in a yeah. way, it's um provided these guys aren't out for too long. Um, and there's talk of Dugowie potentially missing this week. Side bottom, I'd give another week. It's in, in that's kind of the freshen up this team has has had by, right, by yeah. giving giving these these players, you know, new roles and more responsibility. There's an element of the Malthouse backs against the wall attitude in it. I think you're spot on. Like we didn't foresee this being the freshen up that we needed, but through through adversity, we've kind of found something. And how, how do you reckon the Ginevan addition played into that rediscovery of Mojo on the weekend? I think it was huge. I think it was significant. I think his what, what's his what's his name on the jumper? You know how they all have names. His is the entertainer, right? I think so. Yeah. Or am I thinking of someone else? It was. It, I it think was it's either him, him or he's, Hill. He's yeah. the entertainer. Right, so he is. He is like. He is like a um an ignition switch spark. Yeah. Right, he's a big game player. He's a spark. Spark. His energy. We we talked about it earlier on in the year about how how great he is as a sub. Um, I think the game just sort of illustrated or demonstrated that he's probably a little bit. We need him a little bit more, but he's like a Markov. Like he 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 has something about him that brings mm. team. Teammates in the nice thing about and just has energy. Me. When we were looking flat, when we were looking a little bit one paced, when we were looking like we were in quicksand, mm. you bring back Bobby Hill, or you bring in Bobby Hill, you bring in Gidevan in the same team, and um, and instantly you've got that you know that fire. The nice thing about him being the entertainer, self proclaimed, is that his performance mm. on the weekend actually went against that, and he was he wasn't like the mercurial. Small forward. He was the team first dude. He was dishing off goals. It was nice to see. It's it's, it's cool to see that he can get lauded for a, a really strong performance based on really team oriented decision making. Yeah, uh, and just good energy. Because you would have thought twelve months ago, if he's not kicking two, three, four goals, he's probably not yeah. getting, the, getting the accolades. But this was what. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. Like I thought about this, you know, ever since Friday night. I'm not sure that I've seen 
a more popular magpie in the outer than Jack Ginevan in my entire life, which sounds crazy. But mm. the response he got going to the bench, you know, late in a, a game in which he kicked no goals. And, yeah, we all agree he played well and he, he played in the team system and it, and it helped us, but it wasn't the flashy entertainer game. He was dishing him off. But the response he got from the outer, um, it was a direct statement from members and supporters to mm. the selection committee that we want this guy in. And I've, I can't recall a time where, like, the members en masse have been so vocal and so demonstrative with a, yeah. a single player right. like that, it's really int- it's a really interesting dynamic. Like them, everyone wants him in. Mm, it's, it must be really good for him to, you know, feel that or sense that, or you know, have that played back to him because he he does feel like a like a bit of a confidence player. And and we, I mean, he's more the he's more the party starter, right? Mm. Like in more ways than one, off the field and on the field. Yeah. Um, he does feel like the kind of guy that would be, you know, deeply involved in planning some type of off off season, you know, end of season shenanigans. Mm. Um, which every you need in every you actually need that in every team. And um it's nice it's nice that he um could for a moment bathe in the adulation of the army. Yeah, absolutely. And it begs a question, final little note on the game, now that we're on a roll, is there's a sense with Ginevan back in, there's a sense actually that we kind of found a good mix forward. It's probably the first time I've, we've been able to say that, I reckon, for a long time. There's always been mm. these question marks about Cox especially. Um, obviously, Ash Johnson's been in and out without being able to lock down a spot. And the forward mix, McStay's been really good, really solid. Yeah. Majacek came back into form. How has saved Nathan Buckley's integrity if you recall Bucks courting um, Jeremy Howe in, in, down at Cooter Beach all those years ago, forcing right. some bintangs on him. And I'm, Promising him, yep. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure from memory that Buckley, you know, it got reported that Buckley said to Howe, don't worry, mate, like just to allay your concerns, I'll never play you back in the back line. You're a natural forward and Howe was sold forward, the Collingwood yeah. dream based on playing forward. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Good memory. Good memory. So Flamacrae's kind of inadvertently saved uh, Buckley's bacon. He's back in. But that mix, it just looks unpredictable. We've talked about a ability. It's back. Back to being some potency. So are we saying, are we making the big call then that, you know, moving forward, this is this is the right mix for finals? And what that means is Ash Johnson, pod favourite, and Mason Cox, are now depth. Well, I think that right at this moment, this is the best mix. We haven't even mentioned only injuries, only injuries, or some no, catastrophic well, I mean, you do have, form drop off could 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 change that that mix. I wouldn't mind Johnson as a sub, and I think mm-hmm. that there's a world in which Johnson gets another crack just based on talent. But he hasn't when he's had his opportunities, he hasn't been able to clunk them, so to speak. We know he's the car park like. Loon, um, you know, he's kind of got these, gets his hands on the ball, but he doesn't quite snaffle it. But, yeah, I just feel like we haven't even mentioned Bobby Hill. He had his breakout game for Collingwood, no doubt. The he was X stiff factor, not to get in red wine replay. 
absolutely stiff. Well, he, he was. If I wasn't going to replay the out of bounds thing, it was him getting a crumb on the full, just at the edge of the center square, like at pace yeah. and like kicking, uh, bouncing it through from fifty five. There's something. There's about nothing the better confidence of that. There's nothing better on a at a Friday night game with a bit of dew on the ground mm. to just have that explosive burst out of the middle mm. and that running ping at goal where it lands. Paul Williams, you know, twenty five meters short. Mm. Well, it's only it landed like target. three meters short, I think, but then it spins. It just slinks through. As well, you I'm, said, I'm, I'm like- embellishing it for the for the <laughs> audience. As you said, with the I'm dew adding, on the I'm ground, some sauce. the ball kind of slides backwards when it lands. Yeah. But the crowd erupts before the ball crosses the line. It's, it's, that was his it's coming. Magic. That was his, his coming of age. Yeah. Bobby mm. Hill, that whole game, that moment. But um, yeah, look, maybe. I loved his celebration too. The celebration of the like, just the um, getting the two pin- the pincers out, both sides of the, of the jumper. How would you describe it? I thought he was just hot. He's just kind of aerating his chest. Yeah, just a little aerate. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's just letting some letting some air in just through the neck. Damo's yeah, pincering his um, Uniqlo number there and just fluffing it up. But yeah, like there's there's a lot we can talk about. There's a lot we have talked about. Um, But moving on, I I believe we've got some hard news um, outside of the game. Now, Damo, who would you say? I'm not sure you've been across this piece of news, so I'm going to test you. If you were to, if you were to guess, hazard a guess as to who Fly McRae's man crush would be uh, in the world of in the world of sport, let's say that. Yeah. What would your guess be? Are we talking? Are we talking about a sports a sports person, or are we? Look, I'm happy to give are you. Are we a talking point. about a coach? Are we talking about? Give me some guardrails here. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't seen this story. Fly McRae has come out and admitted a, 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 a juicy man crush for okay. an ex Australian sporting legend. Oh, um, an Australian ex sporting legend. I should Stephen say. Bradbury is it? It's not like Stephen he's Bradbury left the country. <laughs> No, but now now that you mention that, it should be Mick Fanning or something to go with the way of running Urban Surf game plan. But let's have a listen. And thank you, SEN, for the audio. Actually, I've got to share. I've got a bit of a man crush. Oh, oh, Uh, uh, who on? Brody Kemp. John John Bertram. Oh. I've I've managed to to catch up with him a couple of times in the last 12, 18 months. Mm -hmm. What a man. Great time with a man. Yeah, Yeah, I was lucky enough to to walk the town with him last week and he asked to go out to dinner with with his wife and my wife last night. And... I was, I was just, take, why, oh, why? what is we, it about him? We, we don't have enough time. No, come on, just give it well, in a minute. Give oh, us his why. mind. He just goes constantly. What, what's what's mm. on, on the other side of the horizon? What's next? Mm. What's football going to look like in five years' time? Uh, He's asking me this question and <laughs> posing these these things to me. And um, over dinner last night, he goes, "Do you realise in Formula One now? I don't know if this is true. I just believe in what he says. <laughs> right. in, in Formula One, that there's only one part of the car that doesn't change all year: the yeah. steering wheel." Right. Every other part of the car, they're evolving and changing. I'm going, yes. oh, man, this is incredible. Like, and so, so I'm listening to this, but mm. this, is, this is the interesting thing. How much change 
can you do throughout the year that doesn't destabilise all the things you're doing? Yeah. But you've constantly got to keep moving mm. and improving yeah, know, yourself. But, but you've got to worry about stop and grind mice finding targets inside forward 50 mm. on Friday night. I like, get that. I get you know I what I mean? get my like, ground ball right. I, know, I get that. Yeah, no, but, but, but I Andy, know. If, this he, is if, the, if, if he needs a wing keel, <laughs> right. he's got that. <laughs> but this is the great – this is the never-ending challenge, right? Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. He mentioned that when, when I heard him speak. Oh, right. You knew that. And – he gave the he gave the answer to that question. What's football going to look like in five years? Did I tell you this? No, Fly did. He said no. John Bertrand said Bertrand said to McRae, "I've got a question. What's it going to look like for in five you? What's, years? Yeah, what's AFL going to look like in five years?" McRae said, "Well, I don't know." And, he, and John Bertrand said, "Well, neither do I, but just get there first. Ah, I see. Boss, boss move. So it was, it was just a little lesson he was teaching Fly on the Yeah, on the he, was just, he was just stringing him along like a kitten. You can just picture like John Bertrand with his black Lululemon tights just like striding. You know, he, he's, he's an alpha guy if there ever was, surely, John Bertrand. Big time, yeah, yeah. I've heard him speak. And little Fly like in his wake like trying to listen in on the wisdom when John just gets there first. He gets to everything first. John, he got to yeah. the wing keel first. Got to the America's yeah. Cup finish line first. Yep. Interesting. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, a, it was a good insight about F1, about how everything changes. And I reckon maybe that's, you know, what we've been through in this, in this mini slump was to a degree with the competition catching up, us having to change some parts on the car, which happened kind mm. of out of necessity because of injury, as you said, and then rediscovering, you know, some fast lap times. In the in the back back end of the season, yeah. I often get John Bertrand mixed up with Ken Doan. Do you ever get that? <laughs> well, the <worked>. mustache, <laughs> just owning <laughs> owning the eighties in Australia as well. I'd love I it know. if Fly's story. But yeah, was, love it. I'd love it if Fly's story was, um, you know, caught up with Ken Doan on the weekend, and he'd taken some <laughs> lessons out of the pastel coloured harbour views and. Yeah, how to paint like a five-year-old girl. A friend, a friend of mine invited Kendo into a gallery launch. Um, I think it was last year, and he was telling me that some of Kendo's stories uh, in a room full of artists, maybe, um, maybe not fit for purpose. Tell you um, what, he's got a great painter yeah, Bert- in Sydney Harbour, like sense. He's got like, no, Kendo, and he's got a staircase, like a stone staircase, down to <laughs> a private jetty. He's got the full Sydney experience. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we've got a got a bit of history with um John Bertrand and, and Collingwood. Um he's he a, a pies lifelong Pies supporter. Oh right. Yeah. yeah I kind of school. always thought yeah, because so of I, the yachting thing, I thought he was like a Sydney dude, but is he is he a yeah. Victorian? I guess if he's walking around the town I didn't, he's Victorian. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he lives at the moment. Um But do you remember um do you remember Bertrand being a name floated when Maguire resigned no. as a potential president oh, for the Collingwood right? Football Club. I didn't know that mm. at all. I thought, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was out of left field. But I think it's interesting. No, 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 no. There's something about like senior coaches um, grasping at seniority, I guess, by um, declaring the cross pollination of their philosophies. I mean, yeah. you think of someone like Clarkson, I think famously go, goes and like 
ensconces himself in foreign sports and foreign teams in off seasons, has done for years. Think of Malthouse re- referencing, was it Ernst Rommel, um, yeah. and the the foreign Campaign. legion, the Roman, the Roman frontal assault. Um, mm. But if a coach can come out with like these long bow tie-ins with you know arcane history or other sporting codes and stuff which really doesn't apply because let's be honest like there's no correlation between sailing and footy nothing they've got absolutely nothing to do with each other but you know when when you when you start thinking about like f1 cars and the game changing before your eyes in season Mm. you know sounds sexy that's why we're not John Bertrand, because I'm I'm here saying, you know, this is all bullshit. Um, but John Bertrand's he's got he's got the he's got the nous. He's got the nous to cross that line first. And I don't. That's right. I just love I love any story this time of the year where um the hyperbaric chamber starts to really, you know, bubble up to the surface and come to the fore. You don't hear a lot about the hyperbaric chamber during preseason or in the early rounds of the AFL, but now it becomes a critical component, mm. which can mean the difference between a player um, getting themselves fit mm. for finals in record time or mm. missing out altogether. And so we were reading, I mean, there's been a lot of really positive stories from Nick Dacos in, in the aftermath of the injury. And he's 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 about the only player in the AFL, I reckon, that you just don't have to think about or worry about anything when it comes to what he will be doing behind the scenes to get himself back into the team, back and back and and, and recovered. Mm. And it just it feels like you know there's been so much so many stories about those Dacos boys just around setting standards, even even before playing AFL and how they would push themselves and very Yeah, what was their little slogan they used? Raise the standard or something like drive drive yeah. the standards, I think. Drive the standards, right. It was like so their it's their little it's, boyish phrase, which is insanely professional for like young Extraordinary teams. for the likes. And I remember we we always we've always spoken in hushed terms about Pendlebury being this, you know, like the consummate professional when it comes to like performance and recovery and standards. And it feels like feels like the Dacos kids just have taken that to another level. Mm. And so yeah, we we um yeah, it was just the combination of Dacos with hyperbaric chamber. We we got that we got that glimpse into the Lexus Center from that um that walkthrough video they did, you know, a few months ago. When we realised that Collingwood had its own hyperbaric chamber, just nestled in a corner um, near the boot stutters office, I'm going to put it out there. I don't know what a, I don't really know what a hyperbaric chamber is. Can, did, do you actually know? Doesn't it just increase the levels of oxygen in your blood? Theoretically, fast forward the healing process. So it's the same thing as an altitude room. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the same effect. So it's lower levels of oxygen in the chamber. Looks like the. Looks like that Titanic sub. Oh, right. The Xbox controller of Doom. Mm. Just jump in and bolt it shut. Well, that doesn't make me feel good about Nick at all. But I'm, I'm loving the Dacos too in that article also spoke of their love of the bone broth. Have you ever had bone broth? No, that caught my eye as well. Um, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. I recommend it to all the Pie Hard listeners. Is that just like- An acquired taste, naturally. 
Is that just because it's got the word bone in it? You kind of think, oh, that that should help. If I'm if I'm drinking something bone like, it'll help my bones, or does it actually help your bones? I don't, oh my God, I don't know. And I does know Jared does, have him on for honest. bone broth? But I it, it see does. A world it date, in which- dates back to like you know Neanderthal times, hunter gatherers. So like, just getting as much the maximum amount of um of of protein and All minerals right. and vitamins. It's like that um restaurant, famous restaurant in London called I think it's called like St John or something, where they mm. you eat the entire yeah, animal, right, head to yeah. top to tail and nose to tail. Yeah. Most famous dish in the restaurant is the bone marrow. Yeah, given yeah. these big hunks of bones, you got to dig the marrow out. That's the yeah. dish with toast. Yeah, the benefits are, I think. Yeah, that, exactly right. So it's 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 uh, meant to be anti-inflammatory, I believe. Right. Gut health. Mm. Yeah, no, it was a it was a great story. Been really impressed with 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 um with Dacos, Nick Dacos, in terms of how he's you know, how he's taken this pretty significant injury, and it just feels like what did they say? Six weeks. Yeah, he'll be back before then. There's absolutely no doubt when you're planning no a doubt. media announcement, like you and I would do the same thing. It's like, all right, what do, how how do we frame this? And it's like, well. What we can't do is give false hope. So if mm. we think it's if we think it's four to five, we say six, because mm. it's like I used to do some hiking. I still do some bushwalking. Love it. Um, if anyone in the group asks how long to go, you kind of double it. You double what you think well, it will be, and then when when everyone gets there to the picnic area, and you've got your sandwiches, and you know you found the cars again, you haven't perished in the wilderness. Everyone is so upbeat and buoyant. Because they thought it was going to be six hours and it's been three. And you've actually created, mm. you've manufactured a good feeling out of nothing. That's what they've done. Yeah, well, let's not, undercut, let's not undercut Jared Wade in this. He had, he had Nathan Murphy back playing mere days after suffering a <laughs> syndesmosis ankle injury. What was with that? We and saw footage this week of Darcy Moore cutting laps. Yeah, down at the, at the training oval, like at a clip, again, hours after um, straining a hamstring. So given your There's no- something going of, on. Yeah, given your knowledge of soft tissue injuries, is it possible that he's done, he has a hamstring injury and he's doing that type of running? Because it looks, it know. just doesn't look, that was on Monday that video was taken. So it's, it's again, it's like Murphy, it's three days later. It's like you can't be running with long, like gazelle-like strides around the Lexus <laughs> three days after actually that- pinging your string. It's not possible. <laughs> so what the fuck's going on? It's all on? that Bertrand. It's all that Bertrand bone broth that's going around the place. But I don't know if you remember this, but it's time. Do you do you remember one of the first pieces of Pie Hard merch we ever created? Do you remember what it was? It was a badge. I'll give you a hint. No, I actually don't remember. You don't remember this? It was a it was a it was a Collingwood badge, but for um Hans Wilhelm Mueller Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The calf blood doctor. Right? But did we print the badge? No, it was just like a it looked it was an image. Yeah, we printed yeah. one. Yeah, we printed oh, one. Oh, it did? We printed one. That's a great thing. It that was a it, it was one of some of your best work, actually. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna I think it's time we added a new badge Jared. to the Pie Hard store. <laughs> Yes, I think the I think we've all, everyone's been crying out for a Jared Wade yeah. badge. Would he fit on a badge? And I think I think it could be a three D one. Maybe the beard just comes down off the 
Like a hologram. Off the badge. We could look at some printing. I mean, I'm sure they can they can do shit like this offshore. Maybe a really big badge, kind of the size of a human heart. Yeah, just like a yeah. <laughs> like one of the um presidential candidate ones. One of those big polar But I think we're gonna we're gonna bring back Yeah, we're gonna bring back not gonna bring back, we're gonna bring a Jared Wade badge to the yeah. masses because maybe that can be our our finals launch campaign, and maybe we can send a couple to the man himself because I'm always worried. Like Jared Wade's looking after Collingwood, but who's looking after Jared Wade? Mm. I was and worried I we need that to be he was very conscious of this. I was disappointed to see him at the game on the weekend because I thought you should be at home. He's with like Nick. Atlas. He's got the world. He's got the the world on his shoulders at the moment. He's got the Collingwood world on his shoulders. He's got all these injuries starting to mount up. Yeah, and he's, he's there at night caressing bones. His solution, whispering sweet nothings. He's a centuries old. He's in the broth. hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> well, All right, uh, let's do it. Let's okay. Let's get a Jared Wade badge. All right, um, cool, Alex. Thank you for tuning in. We'll, we'll work out next week. I'll be I'll be overseas, but we'll we'll make it work somehow. I'm not sure if I can pack up this mic. I'm sure this shit will get through customs, but we'll we'll figure something out. Might be the first ever solo pie hard. If um, people can, it could st- be stomach it. Just me talking to myself with bone broth, like steaming. Thanks everyone for listening at Pie Hard Podcast. Hit us up on DMs. We'll catch it football. We'll catch it at Marvel Stadium this week. It's I'm actually fine with it being Marvel. I just want to go on record. Cause yeah, fuck, we all miss out. You know, no one can go there. Yeah. And it's Marvel Stadium. Yep. Um, but doesn't this just mean that Brisbane won't play at the MCG again until a potentially a grand final? Is that what this means? Brisbane don't get to practice. I think it does, right? Well, if they lose um, their first final. Well, it depends if they want to lose. But But yeah, yeah. That's quite possible. High possibility. Let's get the dome rocking once more for the the final time in 2023, potentially the final time ever, if they do um, go ahead and raise it and turn it into Parkland, which we've long suggested they do. Or tow it to Tasmania. Or tow it to Tasmania. This is Pie Hard. Was it a huntsman or a player that made you pay the cost? That now assumes relaxed positions and prostitutes your loss. Were you tortured by your own thirst in those pleasures that you seek? That made you Tom the Curious, that makes you James the Weak. And you claim you got something going Something you call unique But I've seen yourself pretty showing As the tears roll down your cheeks Soon you know I'll leave you and I'll never look behind Cause I was born for the purpose that crucifies your mind So can't convince your mirror as you've always done before Giving substance to shadows, giving substance evermore Assume you got something to offer Secret shiny in you 
But how much of you is repetition That you didn't whisper to him too 